Let's travel back in time to season number one. In January, I released a Gasparilla Overload that featured entrepreneurs I met while I lived in Florida. In some occasions, it was great to catch up with entrepreneurs who have since moved from Tampa and surrounding cities. I'm excited to shed some light on local businesses nearby me and to kick off the return of this special bonus series, George Siegel stops by the show. In this episode, you will learn how to apply past lessons from previous jobs to new opportunities, find a place in the market in several major cities, evolve your brand, and so much more. He is the director and producer of the award-winning The Last House Standing, a documentary film about how everyone needs a home that doesn't blow away, wash away, or burn down. And since we have a director on the show this week, Stay tuned for our spotlight story with Martin Scorsese at the end of the show. And before I bring him on, we have to learn how he podcasts. George, which platform do you stream your shows through? Two, Spotify and Apple. Spotify and Apple. I'm an Apple guy myself. When in the day do you find yourself listening to your shows? It's across the board whenever I have time. So it's at any time. Sneaking it in. Is it normally in the car, in a headset? Yeah, I'd say a car, most likely, very rarely on a headset, most likely in the car. In the car. We just learned how George podcasts. I would love to hear how you do, too. Email me, info at vincentalancy.com, and I will feature you on a show. With that, welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Vincent A. Lancy. You can find more about me at Vincent A. Lancy across all social media and YouTube or my website, vincentalancy.com. If it is your first time with us, each week since December 2019, I have interviewed the founder of a company or brand to share what worked well for them, what they need to improve on, and all of their learning lessons along the way right here on this show. There are also bonus episodes for you to enjoy, like this Gasparilla Overload or Rewind the Clock episodes where I bring back previous guests to catch up with you. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Today's guest's career started in front of the camera as a weathercaster, newscaster, and sportscaster that introduced him to major markets from LA to San Francisco, Seattle, Detroit, San Antonio, Texas. In 2001, he formed JEL Productions, a video production company that produces commercials, infomercials, television programs, and documentary films. He created original programming, which included a Texas travel program and a building and remodeling show. Fast forward to 2018. This is where he founded his second company, Move the World Films, and this is what got my attention. He directed and produced the award-winning documentary films, The Last House Standing, as I mentioned, but also licensed to parent. I'm excited to learn everything along this amazing journey, multiple businesses. We're about to gain some major tools for success. Allow me to now bring on George Siegel. George, thank you for coming on and kicking off the Gasparilla Overload. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to have you. Would you mind introducing yourself a little more to our audience and previewing your story? Who is George before we dive into the business talk? Wow, you, you pretty much pegged everything in uh, the introduction you had, but you know, I'm a guy who uh, at this stage of my life have, have done a lot of different things and now I'm excited about doing something 
that you feel can actually make a difference. So with um, the last house standing, as you know, somebody who lives in Florida, we're uh, bullseyes for disasters in terms of hurricanes every year, but we don't do anything to really prepare for it. Uh, <laughs> we're certainly not ready. And that stuns me as a, as a human being and as a film director. So I made my most recent film hoping to wake people up. We can't wait for lawmakers and people at the top to go, hey, let's help these guys. Let's make tougher building codes. Let's do things differently. So we have to rise up from the bottom and demand more. And that's what I'm hoping to accomplish with this film. You have to be the change. We all know the quote. You have to really go out there and make it known of what needs attention. And once you bring attention to it, bring light like what you are doing, then the people, the lawmakers at top finally maybe can do something to help us. Are you always a Florida guy? Were you born in Florida? No, no. I was originally born in New York. I grew up in on the West Coast in California. But as I got older, I go, that's where I got to live. I love Florida. I've always come down here my whole life. My grandparents used to live down here and I love everything Florida. So the fact that my wife and I were able to move here um, in 2017, we love it. I wish I had gotten here sooner. Well, welcome to Tampa as well, <laughs> where he's also a Tampa guy. We found out as we connected and you've been on this path. Now you've founded two companies here, George. What really pushed you into that direction of founding your own company after starting out as a sportscaster, a newscaster? What made you switch? Well, when you're well, the the, the short story was the, the job that I had at the time I got fired from. And to me, that typified what TV is yeah. all about. You're today's star, tomorrow's piece of garbage, and you're disposable. It's based on whatever the perception is of the person who hired you. And I worked for a real a-hole who didn't like me. And so the, they decided to get rid of me. And so I go, you know, do I want to do this again? Do I want to keep moving around the country? being somebody's stooge or do I want to step out there and put myself out there and try to do something that that really matters because in the end TV news a lot of it is is garbage it's all opinion driven ratings driven um and I didn't like doing it when I was doing it I liked the money it's a lot easier than when you're out on your own because you uh, now you have to scrape for it as opposed to getting a paycheck every two weeks mm -hmm. but I love the fact that I control somewhat somewhat more control my own destiny and that's why I, I did it. I like how you put that there. You saw the situation. Am I going to do this again? Am I passionate enough about this to go through this potentially one more time? Have the uncertainty moving around the country. But as you mentioned, you had that paycheck. That's something that does keep a lot of people in these jobs because that security blanket on Friday, I get this paycheck or now this direct deposit and all is well. We're us. We have to go out there and get our food some way, somehow. What are two of, hard of the, two of the hardest parts you feel of doing that, being on your own? Well, one is, is coming up with the money. You know, money is a driver of everything, right? If you don't have it, it's, it's very hard to get certain things done. Um, and then the other is actually impl implementation of an idea is finding good people to work with. As you know, from a guy who lives here, there's a lot of talented people in this area. There's a lot of talented people all over the country, but there's also a lot of lazy people that don't really want to work and don't really want to do anything. So you have to find people that you can count on. When you're a small company, you're only as good as the people you're working with. So if my last two films were any good, it's because I had a great editor, I had a great videographer, I had uh, people helping me along the way because you're not always gonna be right and know what you're doing. And when you're around people that are, have the, the freedom to tell you what they think, and it's a really back and forth, give and take kind of situation, you can accomplish really good things. And I'm fortunate to have some really talented people that I work with. I like how you put that. I put that in my notes. You're thanking the people along the way. And that's a huge lesson. You cannot do everything on your own, even though I'm a solopreneur. 
everything I do is with someone else, whether it's through my mentorship, great mentors, Lee, Rod, or working and collaborating with people today like George through video. We're all working together. I love how you put that. Over your career now, is there any tips that you can offer our audience to really find the people who do work hard? How you've had, I'm sure you've had some hires that didn't perform, like you said, maybe were lazy. Can you share some wisdom for us? Well, you got to cut the got to cut the cord quick when you have bad people working for you because it just doesn't work out. Bad people rarely get better. That's what I found out. Um, so it's finding good people, sticking with them, paying them well and letting them know that their work is appreciated give creating a good work environment so you can work with them that's that's very important because when you're on your own when you're a small one-man band when we go out to a shoot the videographer also has to help light the set um you have to do more than one thing so you need people that are open to doing that they have to understand i'm not working for abc news or um, i'm not working for martin scorsese who might have a huge budget that can go out and do something. You can't afford to screw it up. So you need people you can count on. Incredible lesson right there. Thank you for sharing that. And speaking of lessons, I want you to look across your whole history of entrepreneurship, George. What is one of your greatest failures or lessons learned? And what did you learn from it? Wow, there's so many. I don't know if we could do a show just on <laughs> failures. I, I think I fail quite often. You know, it's um, uh, every the day first it film that I made. <laughs> yeah, the first film I made, Licensed to Parent, I think is a great film. But I haven't found a huge audience for it for whatever reason. It's hard to do that. And I think my biggest mistake is being underfunded when I've done a project. And a lot of filmmakers do this. You have money to make your film, but then you don't have money to get your film out there and get it in front of people. And it's one thing to just make something. You know, you can make home movies, but when you want people to see it, that's got to be part of the plan. So I think, I, I don't know if it's a total failure, but I feel like it's a big failure. Not enough people saw that film because I think it could have been an important film for them to see. With my current film, The Last House Standing, I'm having some more traction and getting it out in front of people. I have a distributor. I'm on a bunch of platforms like Tubi where people can go see it. Okay. It's also they can rent it on my website. So at least it's more available. But I still haven't gotten it in, in front of the masses that I want. And as I told you before we started, I'm just really competitive. If I want to do something, I don't like it if it doesn't work out as well as I see it in my mind. So success to me is going to be different than what somebody else might look at it and say, like, you could read my resume and go, wow, you've worked in all those places. And I would look at it and go, yeah, but this and that. Yeah. So, you know, we're always going to be harder on ourselves if we're really driven. That's right. And I really appreciate your ambition because it's contagious. I can feel it right through the screen. And I know our audience is going to get fired up when they hear this show. If you could sit down with any entrepreneur across time, learn from them, who would you choose? Wow, that's uh, that's a, that's a tough question. You know, Steve Jobs probably would be one of them, just with what he's done, the the brilliance and the frustration at the same time with that company, how they always age out our technology so often, and and keep us having to roll over and do what they do. Um, so, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I would say probably him. I, I'm fascinated by that. I mean, there's a lot of professional people that that do what we do that I admire, um, but in terms of you know, I, everything I own is Apple, right? It's all, you know, yep. I'm, I'm talking to you on my iMac with my, uh, uh, my iPhone right in front of me and my earpod, iPod, earpod things, whatever they're called in my ear. So, you know, I'm kind of in, I get in bed with that company. I'm with you. I have the MacBook, the phone as well. They have everything integrated yeah. with the messages app. It really is convenient for me. If I'm working, the text will come right through the computer, but now I'm going to ask you, 
where would you sit down with jobs if you had that choice too? Anywhere where would we do the, the interview? You, your choice. At Lake Como in Italy. We would be sitting at a coffee shop there just talking and uh, getting it. That's to me, that's the most beautiful place I've ever seen next to Tampa, Florida. And uh, I, I would love to do it there. Next to Tampa, Florida. I like that. What's next for you here, George? Well, I've got a lot of things I'm working on. You know, I, as I told you before, too, I started my own podcast. So I'm trying to grow that. I'm What's the name of that podcast? Of, it's called Move the World. And the concept behind that is every week we interview somebody who's doing something in their job or in their life to try to move the world. And the, the symbol for it is uh, two people with a lever that my dad told me this quote about Archimedes. If you give me a lever big enough, I can move the world. And that's what it is. Two people cranking on this lever to try to move the world. And if you could just inch it just a little bit, you can make a difference. And that's what that's what it's all about. Incredible. That link to his podcast will be in the show bio. Give it a listen. You will enjoy it. I know he's had some great guests this far. And as I mentioned, when we started, we have a very special spotlight story that I'm surprised I didn't go through yet, as we have a all-star rock star director entrepreneur on the show this week as our first episode of the Gasparilla Overload. We will now hear the journey of Martin Scorsese. I love his movies, so I'm excited to really, I was excited to really learn the the story behind it. I knew he was from New York, but I didn't really know too much more. So Martin Scorsese, his passion for film started at the young age of eight years old. In 1968, he finished his first feature length film called Who's That Knocking at My Door? I want to say never give up because it wasn't until almost 10 years later, 10 years when he released Taxi Driver, when he found fame for his unparalleled storytelling. So that goes out to show you I get frustrated sometimes as year seven to eight now that I wish things were further along, but then you see stories like this to see how big he's become. I think I can stay patient. Some of his movies, of course, include Goodfellas, which is probably my favorite movie. Hugo, Raging Bill, and The Irishman, I think is a newer Netflix movie, if I'm not mistaken. But he was born in New York, like I said, raised by Italian-American parents in the little Italy district of Manhattan. And he refers to this neighborhood as, quote, like a village in Sicily, where he grew up. Since he suffered from severe asthma, his childhood activities were limited. He wasn't out there playing sports. He was watching TV or went to the movie theater, maybe some foreshadowing for his career. He fell in love, especially with stories about Italian experience and films by director Michael Powell. By the time he was eight, like I said, he was already drawing his own storyboards, often complete with the line, directed and produced by Martin Scorsese. Manifest your dreams into reality. Another lesson from him right there. He was raised a devout Catholic and also entertained the idea of being a priest as an alternative to filmmaking. So I think many people are glad he chose this route. His parents didn't get the mania for movies. Scorsese felt he was headed in the right direction when a 10 minutes, a 10 minute comedy short earns him $500 scholarship to NYU. Like Scorsese's parents, a lot of parents don't prefer the, the entrepreneur route because it's not safe. They want the safe route, the nine to five paycheck. So many of you could probably relate there. George, what's our takeaways on this story as a fellow filmmaker? Wow, I love all his movies. I mean, I'm just a huge fan, you know, I admire the, all his work and um, I've probably seen most of them. So I'm, I'm just a huge fan. I gotta ask what's your favorite one? You know, Goodfellas is right up there, but um, 
you know, I, I, I'm i not sure if you did you say taxi driver when uh, was that one of the ones you mentioned earlier taxi. on? Uh, yes, taxi driver. Yes, I guess that was his. Gosh, that big... film. I loved that film. That was with Robert De Niro. If you tell me a movie that he made, I probably loved it. But Goodfellas was just awesome. Anytime it's on TV and I'm flipping the dial, I stop there and, and watch. I can't turn away. Remember the Titans is probably my favorite movie. But on the other side of things, uh, Casino and Goodfellas. Young Robert De Niro, I, I think I would. I love how I was the Adam Sandler. That was me growing up. Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, those guys. But the Joe Pesci, the De Niro would have been cool as well because they had such incredible movies. I'm sure you appreciate uh, as a director. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, those guys are a different league than me. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm more of a TV news guy who's evolved into telling stories where I try not to insert myself in the story. But what they do is at a whole other level. And I just I just love I love watching movies. And those are all great ones. I'm excited to see how far you do take it because you have caught fire and you never know the sky's the limit for you, George. I want to thank you for that analysis. And also thank you so much for joining the show today. I loved how you start right in the beginning where you stopped caring about the job. You left because you didn't want to waste time. And then you started talking about evolving. Even with corporate, you mentioned how you were disposable. That's a big lesson for everyone. Unless you are vested, follow your passions. I want to also give you the chance now to share your Tubi link, the way for people to find out where to find all of this stuff, all your movies, everything. Yeah, if you go to, first of all, if you go to Tubi and just put in The Last House Standing, the, the film comes up. I've watched it a couple of times on there myself. Um, but if you go to... Uh, thelasthousestanding.org, you can rent the film right on our website. And if you're a, an educational institution, you can have a, a version of it that you can buy that you can use it to teach. And we've had people purchase the film so they could teach their class or use it as an educational tool. And that's really what's important because it's such an important wake-up call for people, especially us Floridians that are just waiting for a bullseye to hit us. And once it does, we're all going to go, why? How'd that happen? Why wasn't I ready? How come no one told me? <laughs> we're telling you it's going to happen. Do something. And if you watch The Last House Standing, I'd, lo I'd love for people to watch the film. And we're going to have that link in this bio as well. Yep. Yeah. Leave a review. That helps us in terms of other people finding out. Share the link. And the same with my podcast. Go on there and listen to it. If you like it, give it a review. Um, and it, it's appreciated. You know, if you don't, I understand. Everybody's busy but I'm asking you to do it anyway. <laughs> Thank you for such a great answer there. And something else I did want to touch on before is I had it in my notes, how you were thanking so many people along the way. Like I said before, a great videographer, a great choreographer, you name it, everything you couldn't do it on your own. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing how to find you. Now it's time for your last word. Well, I just encourage everybody, future entrepreneurs, if you have an idea, if there's something you're passionate about, don't let money stop you. Don't let people tell you you can't do it. Find small ways to start doing your idea. Whether that's if you're making a film, take your iPhone and go out and start getting some video. Put it together. If you have another idea, start talking to people, coming up with ways to achieve it. Don't just sit around and go, I, I, want, I can't do it. It's so easy to list a bunch of reasons why you can't do something. The reason to do it is it's your idea and you need to do it. You don't want to be sitting around years from now going, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. Go for it and do it. Another great answer. People I find, and there's a quote for this. I'm not quoting it correctly. It's everybody wants success, but when they find out failure comes first, they get off the track. Yeah. It's and failure sucks. Nobody likes to fail, but you know what? That's how you test yourself. 
You know, I failed so many times. I, just being in TV, I was rejected hundreds of times. And there's nothing more personal than somebody looking at your face and rejecting you. It's not like Indeed where they skim your resume and for whatever reason, they don't choose you. When they look at your face and don't choose you, it's pretty personal and direct. So what? I say the heck with them. I'll try. I keep sending out tapes and going for it. And you don't quit. That's it. Never quit. Never give up. Everybody knows I also live by that statement. And you've come real far. I'm really grateful for you starting off this episode. While you're checking out all his great content on the internet, make sure you scroll through the show bio for all of that. Be sure to check us out too. We are at That Entrepreneur Show on all social media. It's LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. But on Twitter, we're at Podcast by Lancey. So you have updates from all my shows. Again, I am at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media, YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out my books, let me know. I would love to share your support. And our latest book is Mental Health Week, the go-to book for elementary school students to level up their mental health. Let's end the show with a quote that will inspire you, and it's from our Spotlight Entrepreneur. There's no such thing as simple. Simple is hard. Thank you for listening, and we will see you tomorrow on the next episode of Gasparilla Overload, the bonus series on That Entrepreneur Show. George, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 